All right, who remembers what we talked about last week? How many of y'all were here last week? Who remembers what we talked about? Who remembers what we talked about last week? Somebody shout it out. Zacchaeus, exactly. Exactly. We've been talking last week we talked about Zacchaeus and how he went to great lengths and Jesus he pushed past all of those things so that he could make more out of Jesus, that he can make Jesus his salvation. And we've been talking in this new series the last couple of weeks that we're going to wrap up tonight called Four Letter Words. And usually when you think of four letter words, you think of like bad words, right? Bad words that you're not supposed to say out loud or even think about because they're they're bad, right? But we've been talking about words that to our world are bad words, but they're actually life-giving to us. Two words in, uh, specifically, we've been talking about more, M-O-R-E, making more of Jesus in our life, making Jesus the primary focus of who we are, how we act, how we treat other people, and the things that we do and the things that we say, making more of Jesus and His will in our life. And tonight what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, be talking about less, how we make less of ourselves, less of our own influence, less of our own will, and make more about Jesus. So if you brought your Bible or if you've got it on your phone, open it up. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 16 tonight. If you don't have it on your phone or a paper Bible, we do have some Bibles in the back. Feel free to run, grab one of those. We also have some notebooks and pens. Uh, I love it when you guys take notes because then you don't forget it as soon as you walk out of the building tonight. Um, But take notes. Open up your Bibles to Matthew 16, and then the verses will be on the screen behind me as well. Matthew 16, we're going to start off in verse 24. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole is going to come in his Father's glory and with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Matthew 16 um, Highlight it, mark it in your Bible. This is where we're going to be most of tonight, Matthew 16. The first thing I see in our passage tonight, again, I want you to take notes. Write this stuff down. Take a picture of the screen behind me. First thing I want you to write down tonight is that the cost of our discipleship is denying ourselves. If we are going to make less of ourselves and we're going to make more of Jesus, well, we have to become disciples of Jesus. And the cost of our discipleship is denying ourselves. I know that's a lot of big words and you're writing them down, hopefully. Uh, but I want to unpack this and kind of explain what I mean when I say the cost of our discipleship is denying ourselves. Make no mistakes about it. What we believe is that your salvation and my salvation is a free gift from Jesus. Like there's nothing that we can do to earn it. It even says in our Bible, what can anyone give in exchange for their own soul? Like we can do nothing to earn our own salvation, but our sins will be forgiven and that we can be made right with God. And when you give your trust and when you put your faith and your hope in who Jesus is and you accept his salvation, it is now our responsibility. It is now your responsibility to live the life that he calls you out to live, right? To live rightly in God's eyes. Our faith in Jesus is what saves us. There is no question about that. Our free gift of salvation is only through Jesus. But our discipleship, how we become a disciple of Jesus, how we grow in our faith is something that we have to put effort into. Right? We can't just become a Christian and then do nothing with it. Discipleship, how we grow in our faith, we have to put effort, we have to put action 
into play. James chapter 2, uh, in the, later in your New Testament, James chapter 2 says in verse 14, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no belief about their faith? And then he kind of goes on for the next couple of dudes, how they act and how they talk. Uh, but then he wraps up the passage, James 2, verse 26. He says, And as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. And so our discipleship, our faith, our faith growth requires us to deny ourselves. It requires us to put some effort on our part, to give up our own sinful desires, our own sinful self, and let Jesus mold us into the person that he wants us to be, right? Denying ourselves is giving up how you want to live. It's giving up uh, living by your own will. It's giving up this idea that the most important thing that you can do in your life is to live how you want to live, right? We've heard the, we've heard the phrase, live my truth, right? That's completely backwards. Living your truth doesn't lead to a great, successful, and joyful life. Living according to God's truth is the only way that we can live according to who God wants us to be because ultimately what God has for us is always going to be better than what we can come And this isn't easy, especially in, in our world and in our lives, when we are constantly being hit with this idea that living for ourselves is the only way to be successful, not to live for anybody else or do what anybody else wants us to do, that I'm supposed to live my truth. I'm supposed to do what I want, what makes me happy, right? But all of that stuff is a lie. All of those sentiments are completely wrong. We have to deny our sinful desires to live for ourselves and understand that we get to live for something greater. We get to live for the person that Jesus has called us out to be. And so we have to put effort into that faith. We have to deny ourselves and push away all of the things that keep us away from who Jesus wants us to be. The second thing I want you to write down in your notes tonight. The second thing is that the world will never be enough. I'm pretty sure that's a James Bond movie. At some point, I feel like it is, but the world will never be enough, all right? Matthew 16, the world will never be enough. Most of you know recently that I bought a Jeep, right? Everybody knows that, or if you don't know that. I bought a Jeep recently, a couple months ago, uh, and it didn't take very long for me to just like go full send on becoming a Jeep. Five minutes after I drove it off the lot, I immediately uh, started texting friends and family members that owned a Jeep as well. I'll get to you in a minute. Uh, I started texting friends and family members that owned a Jeep as well and started asking questions and started saying, hey, what do you have on your Jeep, right? I started looking up pictures online of like how people have customized their Jeeps. What have they done to it? How, how big of tires and rims do you all have on it? How big of a lift off the ground do you do? Like what kind of bumpers do you all have? Like all of this different stuff. I joined Facebook group after Facebook group. I, I got connected with local uh, Jeep communities and Jeep groups all over the Dallas area. Like I just... I seriously just dove straight into it. And again, <clears throat> it wasn't more than like a day or two after I bought the Jeep before I started buying stuff for my Jeep, right? I immediately bought, um, bought rock rails for the side that had little steps that uh, my three-year-old daughter could actually climb up in the Jeep because it was sat taller than my truck used to. Uh, I bought a new antenna because it looked cooler than the one that came on the Jeep, right? I started buying stickers and I put all that stuff on the Jeep. I, immediately when it hit the doorstep, I pulled it out of the box put it on the Jeep. Not five minutes later, after I put all that stuff on there, I immediately saw eight other things that I wanted. And so I started shopping online again. I started pulling more parts. I started doing more part orders. I started buying 
thing after thing, and I started doing trade after trade to the point where my wife doesn't even want to talk to me about Jeep stuff anymore. Like, I'll say, hey, can I ask you a question? She goes, if it has something to do with a Jeep, I do not care, and you can just ask somebody else. Like, it's gotten really bad, right? And although I can use that as a justification that, hey, I'm just customizing my car, right? I'm just making it look cool, and I'm making it functional so I can drive it, you know, out on the highway or also on the dirt trails. I can use all of these justifications for why I'm buying piece after piece after piece. But what I think is it paints a really good picture for this point that I just said that the world is never going to be enough, right? In the same way that no Jeep part is ever going to be enough, as soon as I put something else on my Jeep, I realize the three other things that I'm missing. Well, like, I can put this on the Jeep, but I still can't go off-roading if I don't put these three things on it. But if I do those three things, then I have to fix the engine and the computer system because those don't work if you put new parts because they're not made to work together. And so it paints this picture that the world is never going to be enough because just like I have to buy part after part after part, and I'm always going to want the next thing and the next thing. In this world, I'm always going to want the next thing and the next thing because nothing is ever going to be enough. I'm always going to want more stuff. I'm always going to need and want more money. I'm always going to want more likes. on my. I'm always going to want more success. I'm going to want more stuff to do. I'm going to want to get to go more places and not just sit at home like we've had to do this last two years. I'm going to need more affirmation, people telling me I'm doing a good job, people saying I'm a good friend, people telling me that I'm a good Christian, that I'm a good pastor. I'm always going to want more and more and more because everything that the world has to offer me is never going to be enough. And the reason it's never going to be enough is because it's never going to satisfy the hunger that I really have the hunger for the life that God has called me to. It's like you have a God-shaped hole inside your life, and if we fill it with everything else in the entire world, it's never going to fill the hole that God can only fill. It's like the game, like what is the operation game or the, what is the pop-o-matic one where you had to put the shapes in it, and if you got it in the wrong place, it like exploded. Like that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like you can't fill a God-shaped hole with stuff that isn't God. Or if you want to think of it in another way, you're hungry for dinner and you want chicken nuggets, but all mom gives you is broccoli. That's not going to satisfy your hunger, right? Or your hunger, not hungry. It's not going to satisfy your hunger to only eat broccoli when you want chicken nuggets because you have a hunger and a desire for nuggets. You want God nuggets, not like Satan broccoli. I don't know. Like this illustration is like falling apart really fast. <laughs> I actually like broccoli. I don't know where we're going with this, but does that make sense to y'all? Yeah. Like... You and I have a desire and a hunger to be fulfilled, and the only thing that can fulfill you is a life with Jesus, is a life spent chasing after who God is and what God's will is for your life. And if you chase after anything else in this world, it is never going to fulfill you the way that Jesus and a life spent with Jesus will fulfill you. I've said it a million times. Y'all listen up. I've said it a million times, and I will continue to say it every time I am up here. Choosing a life with Jesus is the best decision that you and I could ever hope to make. And man, I hope that y'all have made that decision. Jesus says in Matthew 16, he says, What good is it to gain the whole world but lose your soul? We can gain the entire world, but what does it do? Right? It's never going to satisfy the need that we have, the need that only Jesus can meet in our hearts. The last thing I want you to write down Denying yourself is a daily decision. Denying yourself is a daily decision. Write it down. Take a picture. 
It's no wonder that the Lord tells us just, uh, you know, in a couple, the Bible tells us a couple of chapters before in Matthew chapter 6 in the Lord's Prayer, uh, you know, it says, God, give us this day our daily bread. God, give us the strength that we need every moment of every day for us to remember, because I didn't figure this out until I got to college, that my life, my faith is not a one-time decision. It is a daily choice to live for Jesus. And if you make this your life mission statement, if you make this your mantra, 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 there we go. You put it on your mood board. I don't even know if that's still a thing anymore. But if you make this the priority of your life, you're, man, you're going to be set up so much better when you get older. Your faith, your walk, you being a disciple of Jesus, you making less of yourself and more about who Jesus is in your life is a daily decision that you have to make. You have to wake up in the morning and decide who are you going to serve. Are you going to serve Jesus? Are you going to live by your faith and tell other people about Jesus? Live the way that God wants you to live in his will. Or are you going to serve your sinful desires and the things of this world that are going to pull you away from the life-giving love and grace of Jesus Christ. Joshua 24, even in the Old Testament, the stuff that they struggled with thousands of years ago, Joshua told the people, hey, choose this day who you will serve. You can either serve, serve God or you can serve the world. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve both things at the same time. You either serve the world or you serve Jesus. You have to decide who you desire to serve and chase after God's will and understand that you can't live for your own self, that you have to live according to biblical truth, not to somebody else's opinions on the way that you should live your life. You have to live according to the truth, and the truth only comes out of your Bible. Deny yourself. Jesus says, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Take up the sacrifice of giving up your own desires and your own will and the things you think are cool, and the things that you think are funny, and the things that you think that will give you a full life, give up on those things and accept the full life that God already has for you. We've been talking about these words more and less, that, and I keep saying that are bad to our world. Something we need to realize as Christians, the world is never going to agree with us on our faith, Right? I think we can all see what a world apart from Jesus looks like. All you have to do is walk out the front door. All you have to do is turn on the news, open social media. God forbid, go to a comment section. My gosh, people are terrible. <laughs> like, I went to one to this week. I'm not even going to share what some of the stuff was said in there. I mean, you can see what a world without Jesus looks like. You just have to look up Jesus first. Could you imagine what your family would look like if you chose to put Jesus first over everything else? Could you imagine your friendships, what those would look like if you chose to put Jesus over yourself? Could you imagine what your community would look like with all of the turmoil going on and civil unrest and things that are happening literally across the globe right now where Christians are on the run for their faith? Could you imagine what our world would look like if we put Jesus as the priority? If the people around us saw how much we loved Jesus and put the priority in him as well. Y'all, our world would be a vastly different place if we made more of who Jesus is and less about ourselves. It's a daily decision. It's a daily decision to deny yourself and give who you are over to Jesus. Understanding that anything short 
of God is not enough. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I, I love... I love this imagery that we can either work towards our own death. We can work for the wages of free gift of God, salvation, through Jesus. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. You just have to accept it and understand that who Jesus is is better than anything else that you could ever possibly hope to accomplish.